This is Pops in a Pod with Nader Pop and Peter Pop. Episode 73 Challenging Gender Stereotypes Rajat Mittal. This Friday 23rd April is World Book Day. We've done a couple of episodes on books earlier as well. Um one as part of our engaging kids series and the other one if you guys remember was The Little Prince. I still really like that book. A very strange book, but uh, has some very interesting lessons. Don't you think, Peter? Yeah, I mean, I'm still maintaining my uh, case all these months later that I think it's one of those older kid books, and uh, definitely not like I don't know. As an Indian kid growing up, I don't think I was exposed to those kind of emotions. But who knows? Maybe things are changing today, right? Correct. And uh, speaking of change, this time around. we've uh, actually got a very interesting guest and his name is Rajat Mittal peter you want to tell our listeners a little bit about rajat rajat is a engineer turned creative and also author over the past decade he's co-authored two books uh, mainly for young women the first being menstrupedia friendly guide to healthy periods and the second one being she can you can the a to z book of iconic indian women but the main reason we wanted to talk to him on this episode was earlier this year he started a monthly newsletter called boyish and boyish discusses how gender stereotypes affects boys in india and tells inspirational stories of indian men who've defied these stereotypes and he's also a dad to a 2 year old son So yeah, Nader, you remember last week uh, while we were prepping for this episode, I'd sent you a World Economic Forum study that they had done uh, recently. Yes, yes, correct. I I remember uh that we are decades, I think maybe a century away from from reaching a certain parity where we can finally call our society gender equal. Yeah, it's kind of strange, right? I mean, we keep talking about how much we've evolved and a lot of our conversations in the last few months have uh involved the whole aspect of the gender gap but this study actually says that you know in the last year thanks to the covid pandemic uh the gender gap has actually increased an entire generation so it's all the way from 99.5 years to 135.6 years and you know what really struck me was when you look at the list of 156 countries india ranks at 140 quite something to think about ha huh, nadir yeah 140 we are ranked 140 out of 156 countries that were part of this study and uh, that is just abysmal i think it kind of matches to the recent uh, happy index also that that came out a couple of months ago where we were right at the bottom and i i think it's all connected honestly it's it's all connected uh in terms of how happy we are as a people but there's no way we understand the happiness uh if you break it down into genders and that's precisely i think as modern dads peter we kind of need to grow with this uh as parents and we need to inculcate this in in our kids as well and it needs to happen now you know it's great that our kids are about 4 four, four and a half years old so when they do grow up and and the kind of uh, teaching we do imbibe in them hopefully things will change maybe not at the speed that we expect but 
we are really hoping and somebody like a rajat mittal uh, publisher author who who talks about uh, gender stereotypes in his content hopefully he'll be one of those guys who will marshal the cause yeah nadir i honestly believe it and uh, anyone who's actually read the boyish newsletter uh, would totally testify it but you know what we've talked quite a bit let's dive into our chat with rajat and hear from him himself hi rajat thank you so much for doing this and coming on pops in a pod i mean i i remember we were we were constantly uh, you know in conversation via email and you were in the us and then now you've come to india so at least at least we we have the opportunity to be in the same same time zone so that that that's a good thing for you and me i guess 100% you know like it makes scheduling so much easier now <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. uh, you know Rajat just just to kind of uh, kick off I mean we 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 not really going to uh, reveal as to what you uh, have been doing uh, we'll obviously kind of we'll we'll kind of come to that but we know you're a dad we know you're an author um you you, you are an engineer as well right but we want to take you way back right way back in terms of um you you were you were born and raised uh, very much in in uh, in India um Mankapur and Raibareli from um, the northern state of Uttar Pradesh um and then you you kind of obviously you know life life changed for you but if i had to just pick your brains and if i had to ask you very distinct memories about your your childhood something that stays with you whether it's you know family or anything anything at all that you definitely would like to highlight what is the what are those couple of memories that you would like to tell us about from your childhood i think for me especially uh one thing that stands out is like my life in uh, in this town called mantapur so it's largely a, a village right and uh, what what ended up happening was uh, uh the government of india established a industrial town in the in the middle of a village right so it's basically a giant uh, colony of 5000 odd people and these were all like employees of uh, indian telephone industries that's where my dad used to uh, used to work right and uh, i grew up in that uh, town or that colony for for 12 i spent like the first 12 13 years of my life there and it was essentially set up uh, by the government in affiliation with french right so while it was smack in the middle of nowhere in a in a remote uh place in up within the boundary of 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 that colony we had pretty decent facilities i would say right like we had uh schools with english medium uh as as language uh uh we had like all sorts of good facilities like the town had like a swimming pool you know we had like sports center and not which was like for a town like that pretty unheard of to be honest right and this is like way back in the in the 80s uh so you know like i find that uniquely surprise like very unique in my story because uh as i sort of moved to the cities right uh i realized that uh, it gave me exposure to things that even folks in the cities or kids growing up in the cities did not really have uh, easy access to right uh like going to be able to play outside for you know without any worries of of security or having access to like driving up your riding your bike like endlessly for hours 
you know that sort of a thing uh, so that i found like pretty interesting and unique uh, in, in my childhood and certainly something that i cherish and introspect a lot now <laughs> Yeah, and just to jump in, the, the reason I'm smiling when you said five thousand, because both Nader and I grew up in Bombay, and I think if you just take like two kilometers of where we live, that would be like five thousand people, right? So it's just kind of crazy to imagine an entire town with that kind of population. But uh, sure, go on. I, I'm really keen to know more about your childhood. Just hearing this much so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right, and uh, I, I've sort of lived a. for a few months in bombay so i know what you mean and perhaps like in bombay that would just be uh maybe a few buildings right <laughs> like that's about it that would constitute uh, 5000 5 to 10000 people yeah uh, and uh, yeah so like that is what i find like pretty unique in my uh, in my sort of childhood and journey right that uh, uh i grew up i got a chance to grow up in, in such an environment uh i will add that i think like perhaps education was another factor which i got extremely lucky with because uh, the odds of me not receiving good education were very very high <laughs> in in sort of the area that i was i was uh, i was uh, so it was we were lucky enough to have like three or four schools for this population of you know 5000 people and uh, It, there was like pretty pretty good schools for even for even if for you you were to stack them against like schools in the cities right uh, so I was like looking back I feel like I got just I just got really lucky that way yeah I'm glad you mentioned uh, your education right I mean because I was reading up about you and you studied at the Arizona State uh, University. and then later went on to do uh, you know web development and uh, product development but just kind of go back was that something that you aspired or looked at uh, as a career while growing up i mean because this is again the 80s and 90s right so uh, dial up connection was something we were still dealing with back then uh, yeah 100% uh, you know like it's it's funny because aspiration is a very uh, you can like and you can tear apart aspiration in in many directions right uh, i think like for most middle class suburban kids and especially boys stem degree was the only way to uh, make a living right and uh, that was the only way that we were supposed to grow up <laughs> and uh, so whether i aspired for it intentionally or not it's unclear to me now uh, but that is at least for a large portion of my life uh, became a route that i walked on <laughs> and i i'm i have no issues or qualms with it because i i actually pretty much enjoyed my journey in that in that in that direction as well but all along the while i think like one thing was very clear to me as much as i was interested in that i was equally interested in the social sciences aspect of 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 life right and perhaps that is why i was able to like you know go in like different other directions uh, especially with some of the publishing work that i've done that's that it's, it's strange that you say that because when nader and i were talking right we always kind of scratch our head when we come to the fact that like in a sea of engineers and i'm sorry for using that term but that's just yeah, yeah. how it is uh, nader did uh, his mass communication bmm uh, there 
and uh, I did a business administration degree, but not knowing what comes next, right? Because typically it's always key, like, and I remember because I graduated at the turn of the millennium. Everyone already knows right. how old I am. That's the year. Yes. This is just before the dot com bust. I think everyone in grade 11, 12 were doing C, you know, computer science. Yep. You remember yep. that time, yep. Nadir? That, that was like everyone. I'm sure it was the same with your classmates. No, uh, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, Rajat, the, the, you, you've, the, there are two things that you, that you brought up um, as far as con- education is concerned, because uh, I think we're still very much on, on the topic of education. Um, one thing that, that uh, Peter did point out, and I want to add to that as well, is that even being in the creative field, right, um, there are so many aspiring you know, content and creative people but have done invested five, five and a half years in engineering. And they probably haven't done anything about it. And they've jumped straight into the creative field, right? And you're constantly wondering, does it make sense? Like, you know, you probably wasted your seat for somebody who genuinely wanted to do it. But then you brought up this aspect that, you know, I'm not sure if I did it because I wanted to do it and I, I, I clearly enjoyed it. Or was it because of this whole aspect of boys equals to STEM uh, and, and social sciences and arts going towards, you know, uh, women or uh, girls. And then you also saw a very different world going from India, even though uh, the town that you, you lived in, you, you describe, uh, it sounds as if it, it it's a town that doesn't belong in India. So uh, it's very interesting to kind of know that. But then you you move to the US. So two questions. Um, what was it like when you went to the US? And did you see a difference? Or was it the same? And have you are you looking at a serious change when now there's a very strong inclusiveness for both boys and girls as far as education is concerned? Yeah, I think I can speak to the first question first. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like the, the thing about the West and what I have observed after living there for over a decade now is uh, we would be fooling ourselves if we were to say that, uh, you know, they are, uh, they don't have any, any such thing, right. They don't have any sort of gender norms or gender take on yeah, what yeah. questions boys or girls should take. Uh, and STEM still largely, even in the West ends up being a men's uh, profession, largely speaking. Uh, I think what, what the way it ends up being different there is that the the degree or the spectrum is is, is a little is a little smaller than than what was perhaps in India, uh, especially the time that we folks grew up, right? Uh, so you would have a little the odds or the probability of the two genders, you know, crisscrossing into each other's <laughs> domains was a little higher, but certainly not. Uh, as high as a, as as you would like it to be, right? Uh, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's something. And the other thing I will add is like it's what even for me, I feel some of my confidence of thinking of myself in any other dimension was largely because I saw while I was in the U.S. I saw like men approach arts very seriously and like like be very passionate about it and be very vocal about it as well right there was like no they were very much able to detangle it with you know their masculinity for instance right uh, for them they were these were like completely two different aspects 
and that was certainly not the case for me right uh, up until that time i like felt like very much at odds with you know if i'm painting or drawing like might as well go go out and do something useful <laughs> you know with my time that is what the mentality was so to unlearn that it took me certainly like several years to uh, to unlearn that and then another what was your second question again do you see a change now coming up because uh, you you brought up this very interesting point where you said that it was difficult for you to distinguish between uh, engineering and this whole arts aspect of things even though you kind of you know really liked it because it's difficult to to separate you know the the machismo of working yeah. in stem versus the whole arts <laughs> aspect do you see that changing because you've clearly changed but is it also because you 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 went to a completely different country which is far more open as a society and then probably your whole bringing up aspect when it comes to uh, you know your family and the kind of uh, thinking that you had in india is it yeah. is it because you went to um, the us that it changed you think you would have been a different person if you stayed back in india uh yeah i certainly would have been a different person if i would have stayed back in india i'm not necessarily saying that i would not have done similar things uh the odds were pretty high in fact like you know menstrupedia which uh, sort of gave me a safe space to uh explore this site happened in india right like i was i was here and that's where it happened you're walking into our next question but go go ahead sure yeah yeah so i think like i would certainly be a different person like like you the the lifestyles are so different and uh, and to like speak to the other thing that you mentioned which is like do i see this changing right like i think about that a lot and i feel like it, this might be changing in the city certainly and you know i am not very sure if how the same concept like holds in tier 2 tier 3 towns today right uh, and i sometimes worry that it it's probably very similar to how i grew up right it hasn't really like uh, seeped into into that that to that stage yet uh, however the the upside that i notice is at least in popular media now and i'm talking bollywood right like i think the hero is changing right like uh, so and because bollywood has such deep reach right i think bollywood would be the vehicle through which some of these changes will be eventually brought in uh, and i'm very happy to notice uh, that the hero is changing in bollywood <laughs> for that at least yeah you know it's it's strange that you talked about you know arts and science in school right uh, when i when i was in uh, grade 11 i remember and i spent uh, a couple of years in the middle east right in abu dhabi so my dad took me for admission after i finished my grade 10 year in india and uh, so my as a background my dad has done his uh, ba economics so for him you know doing arts was nothing wrong right but in right. my head it was still that you know you know if you do science you're the smart one commerce you're okay and arts is like if yeah. you didn't have any other choice so he is that he's sitting in front of the principal of the school talking about like my uh, study options and he goes yeah yeah you know if he's not too keen on commerce because the conversation is like science is out of the question it's like why don't you put him right. in the arts class and i kid you not <laughs> till today i still remember that very moment where the principal looked at him and said we don't have a arts program for boys here and i was like wow <laughs> and my dad actually told me later he's like how can they not have like arts he's like i studied arts there's nothing wrong in it right but right. It, it, it's that kind of thing and i feel that you know i'm glad i had my dad who kind of 
was that role model or kind of guiding me otherwise i don't know how many years i would still continue that thing ki like you know all the smart guys who need to science right yeah you know like uh, your principal of of that school certainly did not uh, help there right in that situation so if it was not your dad to sort of deflect that ideology you might have just bought that uh, thinking right that you know arts program for boys that doesn't really make sense uh so very much happy that your boy uh, like your father was there to deflect that for you <laughs> you know uh, yeah 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 definitely but you know yeah. since you've touched upon it I, i really want to know about this because you said that you know and of course i've heard uh, a previous podcast interview where you did where you talked about you know you spent a year in india and that's where you became part of the team behind menstrupedia so if you could mm-hmm. just take us back to that i mean because this is when you know you were making that shift and kind of getting into publishing so how did that whole thing spark if you could tell us about that yeah yeah absolutely so so the first thing to understand there is like the, the team members of menstrupedia are close friends right like uh, i was in my like basically the, my co-founder at menstrupedia uh, tohin we and like we both go back to undergrad right we were actually roommates for for 2 3 years right and then he went ahead and did a masters in like design right at nid right so for 3 years i saw him seriously on a daily basis challenging and like this these norms right like and he really wanted to pursue design seriously right like even having a conversation with his family was something that was challenging for him for 3 years right so menstrupedia happened to me because i had a deep relationship with him first of all and he he's he's always the kind of person who would i knew would create a safe space for me as well right because that was really important i i did not walk in with confidence let me just be very clear about that right i walked in with a lot of doubts that hey is this something that i can do or not right so but he constantly provided me that safe space saying that your ideas or your inputs are valuable in a project like this so what ended up happening was i think like pretty pretty much what i anyone would expect i started off by doing some of the tech for the digital work that the project needed and lo and behold i was with that project for about 6 7 years and you know got just like deeply involved in all aspects of it and more importantly it like this those 6 years of work in menstrupedia like gave me this confidence that okay i can actually think of myself as a creative right like i can think of myself in in publishing or actually i enjoy this work you know rajat it's so it's amazing that um thanks to technology and thanks to um the kind of content heavy world that we are living in right now we can say anything that we want and we can we can have strong opinions and whether that's through words or design or art or whatever it is right but menstruation and talking about period at least at least in india because that's the only perspective that i think we can kind of give right now um there is still this strange taboo attached to it right and i think your 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 page your your content on on you know menstruation is trying very hard and i think to a certain level it's even succeeding 
in in sort of um, you know slashing and dicing that that taboo but still there is this whole cringe attached to it right so when when you guys were doing your research when you know when you all were um, you know coming up with with content was that one of the main reasons that you all wanted to highlight where you're saying hey it's normal it's it's humans right this is this is this is perfectly okay and that was the that was the reason the dialogue had to start on on menstruation well, hindsight is always perfect right so i can always say yeah but the, there are like a couple of other interesting points right and this happened like came out of some of the research work that that you know uh, you mentioned uh, so first thing and perhaps the most interesting one for me has been till date that one thing we realized that the academic literature on this topic is like taught in let's say class 8 right perhaps class 9 for 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 children but what has happened recently is like the the age where girls have started menstruating has actually gone down right so they are experiencing it while they are in let's say class 6 and the text is going to come in class 8 by and, the day like already know all of this you know and so what are their options just to like learn it from their parents which uh is essentially a hit and miss scenario right like uh, if you log into great parents awesome but if you don't then that's two years of pretty anxious living <laughs> you know and and especially at that age uh, where if you don't have access to like like quality education then that's just two to three years of just very anxious living i would say that i think was perhaps the most like you know the the point that hit us really like hit home for us right like okay we need to create something that is accessible and in a format that sort of like goes in both ways right like you can be older and still grab it and you can be certainly younger and still sort of access it and and comprehend it so yeah it, it's quite interesting that you're talking about that journey right because you also mentioned that you know this journey of 5 6 years kind of gave you that confidence and completely changed you in a way right i mean in, it was your first foray into the realm of publishing recently you co-authored a book uh, she can you can with your wife and uh, mm-hmm. last year we had spoken to prata shetty the author of the book uh, when i grow up and mm-hmm. one thing you know all of us were very surprised and i remember still having this conversation with nadir where we both were like why haven't we never heard of you know female figures in indian history and right it it's a big problem right i mean again both of us did uh, very different uh, education boards but that was the commonality in none of your history books and i even remember so my wife's uh, history graduate in arts ba history she's done and she told me a very similar story so it's not just in school right uh, was absolutely. that something similar that you found while working on the book absolutely i think you know like uh, and that is what like made the research uh, the most thrilling aspect of it like literally the <laughs> in the research like every time i would come across like some person i would like my mind would be like blown away and i was like why do i not know about this this lady right like this sounds like amazing and i was like in fact like one of the thing that i used to do in research was like you know while catching up with friends i would just simply say hey let's can you just name me five women that you uh, have heard of right and they will be like indira gandhi and you know perhaps another name and i swear to god by 
the odds of the fourth name being a bollywood celebrity were were so high that it became very <laughs> evident to me that you know um, and even <laughs> what's funny is like the counter question i would often get is like what do you mean by top right like like they, they this idea of like you know define top right uh, it was just way confusing what do you mean by like top 5 women right like it's just like i'm like i mean the same thing when i say top 5 men right like you could easily like go in the your question would be in what area would you like me to think of top 5 men you know politics sports but that was not the question right uh, nobody came back to me said like oh do you want like top 5 women in sports like no because the underlying assumption was they're probably not gonna i probably don't know five women yeah, in sports honestly right? <laughs> uh, so that was certainly the case and uh, i will add that uh, the book is largely inspired from a book in the west uh, uh, it's called rebel girls and rebel girls has been a sort of a movement of sorts in the west and basically all over the world and when i came across that book so it profiles about 50 women uh you know and uh, when i came across that book and since i had made menstrupedia so i had an idea of how books are made right and and the, certainly the confidence uh the first thing that struck me was that i cannot give this book to uh, a girl in india maybe perhaps in tier 1 cities but god forbid i can i cannot take this to like a tier 3 town in india and uh, assume that it will work right because the life experiences are so different right like how long will like a serena williams story be inspirational uh, was unclear to me so that really prompted me to think of can something like this be done for india and i mean i was not the only person thinking like that right like in fact you will notice that in the in the year that we published uh, three or uh, four other such similar books came out in the context of india so which is i'm very happy about to be honest <laughs> we, we needed that definitely and i think you know it, it it's not just for girls right it's also for men and for young boys to kind Absolutely. of see it because i feel that is one of the things that's kind of if i may say and like you said earlier right hindsight is always better going back if we had to kind of change or if i had to say personally i wanted to change my education you weren't aware i mean i went to an all boys school so in a scenario like that it's definitely needed right just cuz you're only seeing all your role models or all you're reading about is men yeah and you know what it it ends up impacting your daily life i think you know and not just professional personal life as well if you like don't aspire to be if you, all your role models are men i i don't know like how your daily life like women in your life would would feel right like i think it's very healthy for men to like have like female role models at this point right it's just so important I, i was just saying that you know like also some of this is beyond gender to me right if you look at the work that these women have done just the work you know forget the gender you know uh, no matter who who would have done this this work is just so amazing you know that you would be just blown away that why would we not know about them or why haven't we covered these personalities right uh, like my personal favorite is this photographer uh, homai vyarawala uh, she actually profiled uh, the independence movement for us a very iconic lady she closely 
like he, she was kind of like a personal photographer for the leading politicians of of that time and uh, i'm just like am- amazed if you look at her work like which is now accessible it's just amazing like the quality of work that she has done so you know like keeping gender aside like i just want to know about such a person right no it's it's amazing that that you talk uh, you know and at least you know we 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 can talk about it so freely because uh, you know in in 70 odd episodes on pops and a pod we are constantly having this this conversation and and this this dialogue as to i hope we are changing as as people you know i i hope we are improving i hope we are evolving in the in in the right right direction and you know peter said right that he went to he, he went to a boy school i i i went to a coed school um so the the kind of experiences that that you have when you are interacting with uh you know both genders it it just completely changes your your viewpoint 15 years in in the business uh until 3 uh, months ago i've only had women bosses for for like 14 15 years of my life so i never thought of that oh man i i i miss having a man boss I, that that thought never really entered my you know my psyche at all i went to a coed school i was in- yeah and even and it it's been consistent because uh, even in the media side of things though it's considered art right uh, out of 65 students uh, 50 were women and there were only like 15 boys then I, when i did my masters it was the same thing about 100 odd students there were 80 women only 20 boys so consistently that that was that was you know those those were the odds and we just never found it odd we were like how oh, okay i mean this this is this is cool this is how it is right so rajat in the media what what i have seen as a professional and as an audience as well that these aspects of you know gender equality or rather gender inequality is so pronounced right but then someone like you comes along right and starts this lovely little platform called boyish where you want to talk about normalizing certain aspects that are directed towards a specific gender what was your um thought process behind behind starting voice i i mean we we've 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 heard we've read that the inspiration directly stems from um the birth of your son right um but apart from that i'm i'm sure there must be so much more to 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 boyish than that special moment yeah i mean one of the things that i am uh, i've always dreamt of doing was like to write essays to my son right like and so when when he finally came right like and i was like sitting down to write an essay I just didn't have a clue of what to write about, <laughs> right? Like, what could I write that would be significant or meaningful twenty uh, years down the line, right? And this came as a topic in my mind, and I wouldn't say it's like came out of the blue. It's simply, you know, the the background of the backdrop of writing for boys uh, or thinking of gender from the perspective of boys had been sitting there for me for several years. largely because i had been doing this work for 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 girls right uh, so you know well wishers friends family or would just jokingly ask what about boys right like <laughs> i think like those two things right like really prompted me to think about it and i at least thought that you know while a lot of things will change uh, i can certainly writing something about this topic today uh, has a good odd or chance of having some potential value for for my son 15 20 years later right that i think kick started some of the work for boyish 
it it was a very the journey was in in in, in many ways also very organic right because uh, coming from my own conditioning my own life you know what i had seen and as i started like just researching online i found some of these characters which i just like immediately realized that these are the stories that inspire me right like i'm like, like when i hear these stories i'm like i'm like still like looking at them weirdly right i'm like is this real like uh, i mean it says it's a real story but is this really real right like i catch myself in those moments and i'm realizing that oh wow i like i've been conditioned so strongly that <laughs> i'm like refusing to believe how real these stories could be right uh, so yeah i think that's some of these uh, the interesting aspects of uh, how boys got started yeah and you know it's it's kind of like what you said earlier right i just want to br- bring back the statement you made earlier like when you talked about bill and asked them that top 5 women invariably it would always be like uh, a bollywood celebrity in there and unfortunately you know if you think about it whether it is television uh, bollywood or any other cinema for that matter this if you and if you go back because nadir and i've been kind of looking back at a lot of the movies from the 80s and 90s and we're shocked to see like you know the stark patriarchy in there like oh, yeah, when you yeah, rewatch yeah. those movies you're just like how did we watch them normally like right now i shudder thinking about those characters right and i'm sure you know exactly what i'm talking about but now you know being in 2021 that we are what do you feel like how much of a responsibility does you know media have in modernizing our thought processes because the kind of power especially in a country like india is huge right yeah no i i certainly think like uh, as i said they have such deep reach right that they could very easily be a vehicle of change the question is are we changing fast enough right uh, there is no question in my mind that we are changing and i also have this my personal compass says that we are moving in the right direction culture especially in the in the age of internet is rapidly changing right the pace of change cultural change has been has is exponential today because of the internet it culture used to change more slowly back in the dial up era right you know so yeah, yeah i mean like j- just to talk about what you said i mean we've seen it at least in the last 5 years go from say if you talked about movies right it was every movie now then it was web series now we're talking about like 30 second reel or tiktok videos that's all it takes to get changes going right uh, absolutely so i think the question the important question is that is like media able to you know keep up with the pace of of culture change that it should it should be bringing no i mean it's definitely say i mean like so one of the things is of course you know with growing up and access to the internet and all of that and i was having this chat last night itself with nadir If you think about it right in the moment you move away from watching bollywood films and just explore like regional movies right and cinema i must say like i i watched a couple of like malayalam uh, movies with subtitles of course i can't do without that instead of i i feel like when i do a comparison bollywood movies are like you know that fantasy you go 3 hours or 2 and a half hours song and dance and you're forgetting your realities but when you look at Malayalam cinema this is like harsh reality like it's talking about oh, wow. issues that people actually face 
and it makes you kind of think about it and that's where i feel and i honestly sometimes think that hey why isn't like if, if you have like a couple of hours we're not talking about like you know another country right it's just right, these right. and of course yeah, yeah. The, the, these it, it also helps that malayalam films are kind of made at a much much faster pace so you know shot far easier so it, it still stays relevant in there i mean i'm trying to think of like a big bollywood uh, budget film nadir can correct me on this by the time they shoot something about an issue it's like you reach the third or fourth song issue on, right, right? <laughs> oh yeah the song will start <laughs> yeah i mean that's what i mean right like that's the thing that i ponder about as well that uh, that is media and by media i mean like traditional media of like uh, in the format of a movie able to keep up with the pace of cultural change right i mean i hate to say this but uh, i would have wanted batman as a movie to come way earlier than it than it when it actually did i'm not sure if it's the right example but if you what i'm trying to say is like it should have happened like 5 years <laughs> earlier at least at least you know uh, baseline uh true true for 5 years even better but my point is like i feel like it's just slow that format is just slow right in keeping up with the kind of issues that we need to talk about and that perhaps people are interested to to read or listen as well yeah i actually knew you about the story because i had a friend who was from the same town so he told me about him way before the movie came wow. out so i was like okay wow i'd never heard of this guy but sorry nadir you were saying something no padman as a story in itself is very interesting because i can actually totally relate it to boyish right like you also have these these really nice stories of ballet dancers and you know the artists and um we already spoke about uh the padman the period man character um it, it starts off small because a padman the 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 man who you know the film was based on it was all over the media everyone knew about him right? Right. everyone everyone knew about him uh, and then obviously mainstream took it up and because they wanted to have this social commentary on it and what not and yeah obviously yeah. i mean everyone needs a little bit of masala when it comes to bollywood fair enough sure. as long as the the message is coming through do you think that our generation right our generation i mean you spoke about agent of agents of change do you think that this this change in culture this this slow moving cog where we really want this culture to change is now going to start seeing pace because we think very differently and yes i understand there's this whole concept of you know people living in the cities or you know people who've gone abroad and living there and had that education and then versus the real india but do you still feel that people like us are going to rapidly change that uh, yeah absolutely i think there's just no other way uh as i said i i i continue to believe that uh, cultural change over thanks to the internet is, is changing exponentially faster than it used to and uh, you know like uh, however we skin it the reality is broadband and 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 the telecom industry in india has has like given access to the internet uh to largely any place and to anyone right so it is bound to be like it is bound to trickle down that change is bound to trickle down to through that medium right uh i i i definitely think that you know we will we will change at a faster rate so the medium has to evolve right like the medium of delivering stories and that is why you perhaps see web series or you know these 
things being more effective uh, uh, than your standard three-hour movie. Uh, and we'll probably come up with way more interesting mediums, right, as we, as we go along. Uh, but the pace will certainly just keep going up. Uh, the other interesting way to think about this, uh, and I, I love to think of, of this topic, is like entertainment is basically the only thing that's left for a lot of people. What else is there to worry about? Like, it, like entertainment is the only value that they seek, right? Everything else is largely taken care of in some capacity, right? Like we, we're not living in an era where we, we worry about food as we used to. We're not living in an era where we worry about, you know, households as we used to, right? Uh, entertainment really becomes a value vehicle as well, right? Like it is the way we seek change. It is the way we relax. It is the way we uh, improve. Uh, everything is entertainment basically in, in a way now. Right. So, you know, we kind of want to wrap up, but uh, before I uh, wrap up the conversation with you, Rajat, I want to know is considering you've just released a couple of years ago, uh, a book, will Boyish be published in, into a book? Is, is that the plan? What's the, because we've read three stories uh, so far in the newsletter. Uh, and also please tell us if, uh, if you can, a few teasers of what profiles we can read more in the newsletter. It'll be great to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to show, uh, discuss a few more profiles. So the fourth issue that is going to be, uh, it went out for the people who, who subscribed in January, uh, is, is, uh, is about men in nursing. Uh, it's, uh, it's like one of my favorite issues of the, of the whole collection. Uh, I don't know about you folks, but when I think of nursing, uh, even after writing the essay, I still think <laughs> my mind like just goes and draws like a feminine figure, right? Uh, I think the first time I saw a male nurse was perhaps when I was in my late twenties, right? <laughs> so it's a very interesting topic and I've profiled a, a male nurse in India uh, from Chennai. So uh, that is one good uh, story. Uh, there are a few more, uh, there's like a male uh, belly dancer, uh, you know, on the topic of dance, uh, I have also written about uh, a mathematics high school teacher. Okay. And, and that one is interesting as well, because, you know, when I was researching on, on academia, mm -hmm. uh, the viewpoint that I got was that for, for men or boys who go in academia, you know, and who, who like think of academia as a career, right? They only want to be professors. Right. Yeah. That's where the buck stops. Right. And I understand that, you know, it's high pay, high social status and everything. So it's, it's funny that, you know, for when you think of high school teachers and I, and I started thinking about it, like most, most of the people who taught me in school were women, <laughs> you know, okay. and perhaps I had like one male teacher who was in the physical teaching department. Right. Yeah. Or perhaps maybe a, a physics teacher was male but by and large most subjects were taught by women so that brought me to this interesting question like why do men don't want to teach high school right yeah and i know the, i know the sort of big reasons right like uh, as i mentioned uh pay and social status uh but i thought like it's worth challenging and worth arguing uh, making a case for for that that is also like a a story i really cherish awesome 
and and yeah. what about the book is it going to also be a book oh yes uh, uh that's an interesting question uh what i would like to do is i would like to make books right uh, not a single one i would hopefully like to make a few books right whether the content that you see in the newsletter will that be like converted into a book i am not necessarily sure right okay. uh i would i think it is largely designed for an audience who is digital first and the newsletter is like a great way to reach them and it is a great way to read these stories as well so i would probably keep it that way but i would love to make books on the larger like grander idea of boys right and one is like busting gender myths for boys right so you know like if there is a book that encourages boys to think of cooking as as a completely normal thing then that would be a great book to to add uh or for that matter dancing as as a as a hobby that would be a great one to add and i'm also thinking of you know exploring uh, the father son dynamic in uh, in children's books so it's funny like i read like a couple of facts uh, i don't remember all of them but one that i remember is like in children's books whenever they paint uh, an evil character it's over 90% of times that evil character is like a, a masculine character right like or by by nomenclature even if it's like a fictitious animal or whatever the name and what not it's largely given a masculine personality right uh, so that, i was like wait what why you know like yeah, that's just that- like Now you've just got Nadir and me thinking. <laughs> Nadir is going to go <laughs> the library yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I, right now. Because yeah, even, I even even when I when I'm thinking uh, of of those old old uh, cartoon cartoon films and or series, um, even even if there are you know the women, especially the Disney Disney one, because it's so popular. You right. have you throw in a witch right. or you throw in a sorceress or you throw in some evil character, but then. you see the other spectrum and it's massive like you know like yeah there there are there are men like in popular films you'll always find a male villain uh, i mean name yeah. one born female villain yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like the yeah. 21 born yeah. films and they're all all men so yeah i mean <laughs> i i completely i completely understand now 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 that we've got thing i said hmm that's something for for our our film series that's something we should tackle maybe <laughs> at a later <laughs> stage yeah so uh, like again Peter, back to answering your question. Uh, as I said, I do want to make books. That's my plan. Uh, but perhaps the content that you see in the newsletter, uh, I don't at the moment see that ending up in a book. So the newsletter in itself is is a is a is a great project because it's something that I think both Peter and I sort of um, connect with. Um, you know. your think your thinking process of when your son was born you you just wanted to write and that that's how you know i started writing my blog because when my daughter was born i was like i've got to put all of this down because this is raw emotions coming out i have to put it in some form some way to express it um and then you know a year later peter just came and said that hey you know what let's just try and do this whole podcast thing and and see what it goes and like here we are and today we are meeting somebody like you who probably understands the process uh and and obviously you've taken a couple of notches up up so yeah i mean it's just it's just great to connect with you know with people especially dads especially dads you know for like, <laughs> like so yeah it's yeah. it's awesome no the pleasure is all mine and uh... you know one thing i'll add is like the uh, 70 episodes is no joke so you guys should be like uh, 
all proud of that fact and i i and i don't mean that in a joking way i i know the amount of work it takes to produce one and uh, and i know the amount of work it takes to keep your impost imposter syndrome out of your <laughs> focus and keep doing the work and get to 70 you know like getting to 70 is is okay but staying energized to do 70 is where the hard work is right like you know like so uh huge props to you folks as well you know like uh, it's it's amazing yeah thank, thanks thanks a lot thanks I mean, a lot Richard. we we should definitely do like a separate maybe we'll like go through the boys series and pick our favorites and discuss it that'll be a nice kind of side yeah, yeah. kind of series to do because i mean e e i don't feel that you know taking one or two would do justice right because each story itself sure. is so well done and the kind of uh, way you've told them story so th- th- thanks a lot yeah yeah i appreciate it yeah i i enjoyed our conversation today a lot so thank you for your time peter i'm so glad we met somebody like a rajat i mean it's amazing what he's doing right with his content with boyish how he collaborated with menstrupedia and this is the kind of inclusive content that i think we need in today's day and age and he started boyish not just because he wanted to do something quote unquote different but he started it only after he became a dad and you know suddenly realized that what's it like to raise his son in today's society and i think that's just fantastic i think it's a very similar journey to how we had right it's only after you became a dad you wanted to start the blog i became a dad we decided hey you know since i knew about the blog let's do this podcast so clearly you know for dads and especially dads of our generation becoming a parent is a huge deal and it's a change in mind shift so i'm really glad you know rajat's doing something like this especially you know since he doesn't come from the background of uh, media or the creative field exactly he started off as a geek okay sorry rajat <laughs> but yeah engineering into it you know great job in the us and then he just suddenly decides that you know what i want to do something that will impact the society and hopefully it'll you know start these wheels of change for the better and uh, kudos to him peter uh, i mean we are also trying very hard to do something different based on our experience alone we are not doing this for fluff but we are also doing something um that that hopefully will probably impact the society at some point so yeah i mean uh, to all the dads out there who want to do something different right peter i mean yeah kudos to all the dads who are you know in their own way making a difference those of you who want to subscribe to boyish look up uh, boyish.in and you can sign up for the newsletter and on the other hand if you have some interesting stories for us please write to us on popsinapod@gmail.com or you can just follow us on instagram and facebook just search for popsinapod um drop in a message um uh, leave some love behind for us if something interesting comes up and you have a great story to tell then why not we'll just uh, invite you on board and have a great conversation but yes until then we'll see you guys next week all right see you guys <laughs>